You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author Constance Arnold delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, you know who I am. I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe and Manifest talk show. And I'm so excited that you have joined me today from all over the world. And you know something? I believe that Uh, you have been attracted to this show and that your life will never be the same again. Well, it is a beautiful, sunny, blue sky day here in Atlanta. As I always say, summertime and the living is easy. Uh, so excited about the show today. Uh, boy, we've had some great shows. Uh, last week we had James Powers on and I think the week before that we were talking about how to change your money story. And I have been really uh, receiving some great emails from people from all over the world. But getting back to today, my very special guest today is uh, Sherry Larkin. And I always say I can remember her name because it's like the song that Stevie Wonder wrote. My Sherry Amore. Okay, don't have time to sing. But uh, she is my guest today. And we're going to be talking about how to be inspired and unstoppable. Wow, I cannot wait to hear what she has to say. Let's see. I want to remind you to uh, make sure you visit my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. I'm really excited about how many of you are taking advantage of my new coaching installment plan. I wanted to make it uh, more accessible for many of you and uh, achievable for you. So now uh, with my six month and my yearly coaching packages, uh, you can really pay that over a 90 day period. So check it out. Just click the coaching button and uh, you can get all the details. Also, I want to thank all of you for your donations. Pete Adams is still uh, giving anyone who makes a $20 donation to the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show an autographed copy of his latest book. And uh, boy, we're getting uh, lots of response in that area. Let's see, is there anything else I want to say? Take advantage of the uh, new Law of Attraction magazine. Some great articles in there. It's free. Uh, Jules does a superb job with that. Just go to loaradionetwork.com. And I think that is it. You know, I've been itching to teach myself. So next week, uh, I think I'm going to teach on how to call things into your life with your words. 
or if you are a biblical student, calling those things that be not as though they are, or how to command and create the life that you desire with your words. You know, the spirit had just been dropping that down in my spirit, and I just been refreshing and renewing my mind to that. And I just, uh, I'm ready and I'm itching uh, to teach again. So many of you said, Constance, I want you to teach more. And I am going to uh, start teaching more. I think that is it. Email me at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and let me know how this show is shifting and changing your life. I would love to have some of you come on the show and just share how your life has changed. You know, whenever you do that, you're really inspiring people all over the world and you are exhibit A and we already know that God is no respecter of person and that the entire universe is conspiring uh, conspiring to get your highest good to you. So, boy, if you've had some major shifts and some wonderful, exciting manifestations or demonstrations, email me at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. So uh, let's take a quick commercial break and I'm going to be right back with my very special guest. So stay tuned. Are you planning a motivational or training event for your company or organization? Look no further. Constance Arnold is an experienced, dynamic, and inspirational speaker and trainer. Constance has helped thousands and has a proven track record of 25 years as a keynote and leadership trainer for both private and public sector. Constance provides the latest cutting-edge breakthrough transformational principles that will align with your organization's vision. Participants will receive specific how-tos for both personal and professional empowerment. Contact Constance and partner with her to begin creating your next successful event. Her website is www.fulfillingyourpurpose.com and email is Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Are you feeling stuck? Are you ready to live a life beyond your wildest dream? Constance Arnold is a seasoned and experienced professional licensed counselor for 25 years and a certified success life coach and would love to partner with you to create your dreams. She's coached and trained over 10,000 clients on five continents and has a proven track record of success. Constance will assist you in getting a clear vision for your life and develop customized strategies, projects, and action steps to begin manifesting your dream. Contact her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and visit her website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, hey, everybody, I'm back and I'm really excited about my guest today. Uh, we are so blessed to have Reverend Cherie Larkin, and I'm going to introduce her and uh, have her tell a little bit about herself afterwards. So Cherie Larkin, she's an international teacher. But let me say, first of all, she's been a unity minister for 18 years, uh, but she's also an international teacher for the advancement of consciousness. And her mission is to help and deepen your mind, body, spirit connection so that you can transform your 
life into one of true peace. We all want that happiness, health and abundance. And she is widely recognized for her unique and powerful interpretation of sacred texts and universal spiritual principles. And she is one of the most listened to voices for creating an extraordinary life. You know, we are just so blessed to have her today. I've been waiting on this woman for a couple of months. So (laughs) Cherie Larkin, welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Thank you so much, Constance. It is my great privilege and pleasure to be with you today and participate in your podcast and to love your people and hopefully bless them with some spiritual insights to magnify the goodness in their lives. Wow. You know, you just said a prayer before the recording and it was so powerful and uh, I'm just so excited to have you on. So tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are and your work and then uh, we're going to get started. Okay. Um, Who am I? Let's see. Well, I've been, you know, I've been, I think I was born spiritual. I wasn't one of these people that came out of uh, tragedy and then found God. However, I I tell the story when I was a young girl, my dad, when I was only in my, like 10 to 12 years old, my dad got cancer and couldn't work for almost two years. And, um, he was the sole support of our family. So I watched my mom, you know, um, take in white cotton shirts and iron them for 25 cents a piece and bake goods and sell them at the festival and the farmer's market to try to get income for us. And she just always kept her faith. And it was during that time that um, she found the Unity Church. They said, you ought to try Unity. It'd be a blessing. And so at 10 or 11 years old, I started attending the Unity Church with my mother. And what we, what I loved about it most and what I think your listeners love too is that power of affirmation, the power of the spoken word. So my mom and I would make up affirmations at home and when she was ironing those white sheets, I'd dance around the ironing board <laughs> and we'd sing, I am in stride with the upward progressive movement of life. The mark of success is upon us and um, all God provides everything in every way and we just make up little affirmations and dance them through. Wow. And so... Um, I, I just, it was in me to to become a spiritual teacher. I had a different route. I sold real estate in California for 16 years. You know, I, I did all of that kind of stuff. And, and I've had the experiences that I think prior to going into ministry made me a better minister. I've had open heart surgery. Wow. I've had a couple of divorces. My dad did it. He did recover from the cancer and lived to be 81 years old, but he had cancer and strokes and gout and arthritis and my mom had Alzheimer's for 12 years. And so I've had all of those family life experiences. And in every one of those, what's pulled me through was turning to my faith, turning to allowing the Spirit of God to lead me and to know that I was being protected and guided. I didn't take it as punishment for something. I just stepped up and did what was mine to do. And it, and it, and it creates an infrastructure in you when you do that of faith and trust. So, here I am today. I, I was minister in um, Nashville, Tennessee for 14 years, and now I'm in Sacramento, California, and I've been minister here at Capital City Unity for three years, and I have an online ministry at com, 
or you can also Google spiritualgrowthstudio.com. I'm trying to help, like you do, Constance, help people grow spiritually online. So you can get online at night and watch a video lesson at 11 at night or 6 in the morning or, you know, 2 a.m., whenever you have a moment to be still and and integrate those spiritual teachings. So spiritual. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I would have never guessed... uh, because I've been talking to you behind the scenes, I would have never guessed that you had open heart surgery and that you had experienced all of those things. Because every time I speak with you, you're so positive and powerful and you have something awesome to say. And I was chuckling when you said at 10 years old, you were dancing around the ironing boards <laughs> affirmation. I was still playing with my dolls and in the dirt in Tennessee. <laughs> so so that's, that's so interesting. So we're going to be talking about um, how to be inspired and unstoppable, how to yes. break through lack and limitation to create a life that thrives. Just that topic. Makes me excited. So uh, let's get started with that. That whole word unstoppable is just powerful. It is because we bump up against seeming blocks in our life or we get stuck. I was going to ask your listeners, you know, have you ever felt have you, that you've reached the end of your rope, you know, that you found yourself facing an impossible situation with no seeming way out? And, and, and then even if you're spiritual, I think you sometimes think you reach that edge in your heart and your mind and your capabilities where you just feel you can't compromise any further. You can't try any harder. You can't go on any longer. And I, and I like to coach people that when you find yourself facing a devastating situation, you know, and, and you ask yourself, well, what can I do to move forward? What's the best spiritual path to take? You know, what would a savvy spiritual person do? Um, and so what I have for your listeners today, Constance, is a very simple three-part formula okay. that has the power to bring a solution, a spiritual solution to any seeming impossible situation um, that that any of your listeners may be facing. Sound good? That sounds good. So that means if, if a person is face, facing sickness or disease, finance, you know, on the verge of divorce, about to be downsized, no matter what the circumstance might be, people can become inspired and unstoppable. Sure. Are not at a point of loss or rejection or bankruptcy or divorce. You are not at a point of breakdown, but at an amazing point of breakthrough. And this three-part formula I have for you, it's easy to use, but it is absolutely amazing in its power to overcome difficult situations. It has a mysticism in it, a spiritual, mystical power. It seems very simple, but we'll we'll dive into it okay. today and talk about that. I'm ready. Yeah. You are. Okay. Well, as I'm known... Uh, for my interpretation of spiritual symbolism. And so I want to walk you through just briefly um, the story found in Moses when he's standing at the Red Sea, because that's a seeming impassable or impossible barrier, yes? It's a real dead end with a threatening army. You remember we're coming after him and the Israelites and to annihilate them. And I think sometimes in our circumstances, we can feel like there's just, I'm just, I'm losing it. I'm going to lose everything here. So a quick recap of the story. It's found in the book of Exodus. Moses asked Pharaoh to release the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. Pharaoh says no. The Lord responds to Pharaoh's negativity by sending 
sending a series of plagues. You remember an infestation right. of frogs and flies and diseased cattle, boils, locusts, and more. And each time a plague would come, Pharaoh would agree to let the Israelites go. But when the crisis subsided, he would renege on his promise. But the tenth and final plague was the death of the firstborn child, and it bought, brought such distress to the Egyptians that Pharaoh was forced to let the Israelites go. And so they left. They were happy, out on the road, onto the promised land. But then they reached the Red Sea, and they were blocked from crossing over. And they also discovered that Pharaoh had changed his mind again and sent his armies charging after them. And they felt the Israelites felt trapped and doomed. And then they responded like most of us do, questioning, oh, my God, how did I get in this mess? Or why did I leave my marriage? Why did I leave that job? How did I get into this? Yes, it was bad back there, but at least I knew what to expect. Why did I agree to do this? And how can I just get back to the way things used to be? So you'll remember, if you're old enough to remember the movie, The Ten Commandments, You'll remember that Moses... Charleston Heston, I think it's his name. Charlton Heston, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll remember he plays Moses and he raises his arm and his staff over the sea and the waters part and and the Israelites go cross over to dry land and they're saved. And when the Egyptians come and follow into the waters, the sea closes and washes over them and they perish. And so there's so much... Constance, there's so much spiritual symbolism offered in this story that's relevant to our success and relevant to our process for breaking through seeming impossible barriers. I wanted to, I, I want to share those interpretations and then give you the three-part formula. Okay. All the uh, I always teach that all the characters, all the symbols in sacred text represent some aspect of our own developing consciousness. All the kings are in us, and our all the slaves are in us. All the um, what was her name? The one that was the floozy. She's in us. They're all in us. Some aspect of our consciousness. So as we look at that, the Red Sea, of course, symbolizes a seeming impassable barrier. It's any circumstance or condition that seems impossible. And when the, as I said, when the Israelites reached that Red Sea, they felt doomed. Something big was in front of them, and they just could not get through it. And as we said, that Red Sea shows up in our lives, you know, when you're in a dead-end job that you hate but you can't leave because you've got a family to support and you need the health benefits. You know, or you're trying to work out a divorce settlement or very, very difficult child custody settlement and it's going nowhere and you feel embittered and afraid, you know, or you're deeply in debt, avoiding bankruptcy, you know, all of that. And it can even be a smaller barrier that's really persistent. You know, you want to eat a healthier diet or you want to try online dating and you've tried and tried and tried and you keep bumping into behaviors that sabotage your best intentions and you just feel stuck. And you're like, oh, my God, I've tried this over and over again. It's not working. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no way out. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? It doesn't work for me. Yeah. Exactly. So enter Moses. Moses is that part of us that is stirring us to calling us to something better. He's that part of us that feels there is a better way. I know there's a better way. And he receives inspiration directly from spirit, directly from God. And then he acts on it to move forward into greater life, to lead us to the promised land, you know, 
But then there's also Pharaoh. And any time there's a king in scripture or in sacred text, he represents our ego. And the ego wants to control everything, wants to keep things the same. The ego, the king is that mindset in us that often dominates our lives. It's the ruling. You think of a king as a ruler. So he's the ruling force in our life. And his dominant mindset is is tyrannical and fear and power and all of that. And then he rules over the Egyptians and the Israelites both, and I call those your thought. Those are your egos. Those are your thoughts. I call them your thought people. The Egyptians represent your lower negative thoughts like anxiety and worry and fear and doubt and apprehension, confusion, insecurity, guilt, anger. And the Israelites, they're also our thought people, but they're our higher thoughts. They're the love and the life and the wisdom and intelligence and the faith and freedom that's trying, that's seeking to escape from this oppressive regime. So they're both under the rule of the ego. And when we try to make a change in our lives, when we try to escape to a higher way of living and being, don't you find that those negative thoughts chase right after you? The oh. what ifs, how could I possibly, you don't understand all the thoughts. You know, your ego sends all that negativity up, raises up in you and says, what do you think you're doing? Get yes. back here. Yeah, It, it tries yeah. to keep us in the same place. You know, something that's coming to my mind is that when I um, left the school system, made a decision that I was going to uh, leave the school system as a counselor and just go out and consult on my own, how, and, and I did, and, and it was planned, but I remember my first time having to depend on, you know, not a regular paycheck. You know, sure. my voice was like, what are you doing? Yeah. What about retirement? I mean, I was so fear-based. I, I knew I needed to leave that behind me, but I was just so afraid of moving forward. That's exactly it. That's a perfect <laughs> example. And we're going to talk about that fear base in just a few moments in one of the pieces of the formula. You know, so we, so there we are. What to do? We're standing at this impossible situation and, and the negativity, the negative thoughts are flooding us with fear and doubt and worry and confusion. And the positive thoughts are saying, wait a minute, we want a better life and all of that. There's a book by Elizabeth Sand Turner. Um, and in it, she says this beautiful line. She says, there comes a time when you make your escape from Egypt, from living as a slave to your own lower negative thoughts. You want to live a better, happier, more peaceful life. But for some reason, she says, you cannot rise out of your circumstances. Something's keeping you down. And then she says, I love this illustration. It's like a hot air balloon. And you're tugging at the guy wires that are holding you to earth and you can't break free. And she said, these wires are your states of consciousness, your ways of thinking and feeling and believing, and they have to be changed. So how do we make that change? How do we shift out of the way of life that's not working? Yeah. And when you, you know, when you... Uh, when you've let something rule, when you've let King Pharaoh rule in your consciousness until it's become an established way of life, it can be difficult to break it up. Okay. But Moses, yeah, Moses gave the Israelites a very powerful three-part formula for breakthrough, for freedom, 
for overcoming any adversity. And it's found in Exodus, verse 13. And it is when Moses raised his hand over the sea, he declared this formula. He said to the Israelites, to those positive thoughts in us, he said, fear not, stand still and see the salvation of Jehovah, which he will work for you this day. Very powerful three-part process for transforming your mindset and your life. Fear not, stand still, and see. You know, in the in the law of attraction, it would be you know release your fear, affirm your faith, and allow yourself to attract the new good into your life. Fear not, stand still, and see. And I interpret that see as look to the possibilities of what God within you can do. That's because, profound, Sheree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. When, when you let go of fear and you stand firm in high-mindedness, in the high thoughts, the positive thoughts that the Israelites are, and you look at, to what God within you can do, something very interesting happens. And what happens is it's, you put yourself into a mystical process. You make an opening for several spiritual powers to be activated, not only the law of attraction, but the spiritual power of guidance, the spiritual power of faith, the spiritual power of wisdom, the spiritual power of love and grace, and they all start to move in your life. And when you stand in faith and trust, and oftentimes I think when we're up against that Red Sea, that barrier, that impassable barrier, oftentimes I think we stand in full surrender. Because we can't figure out what to do or how to work things out. You know, I always say I'm down for the count. I can't, <laughs> I, you know, I can't, I can't get up. I can't. And, and when you f- let go of the fear and stand still, you activate a saving grace and you create an opening for divine power. And there is an infinite intelligence that interpenetrates all of life and it enters you and it unleashes an innate force, a mystical force that's alive in you. And this force can totally requalify you and bring miraculous solutions to your circumstances. When you stand, fear not, and stand firm, you unleash a power that builds up your spiritual mindset and strengthens you until it transcends your limitations and subsequently then transforms your experience. That's profound. We got to stay there for a second, Sharik, because for listeners all over the world who might be facing some pretty daunting circumstances in their lives, mm-hmm. I, I guess how do they not fear? Right. I want to I want to delve into those three points a little more okay. uh, specifically and give them some some tips. Okay. Fear not. Yeah. So in this three part process, the first thing is fear not. And I have a favorite saying. <laughs> I've kind of modified the book of James and it, it where it says faith without works is dead. But I say it this way. Faith without nerve is dead. Mm. Sometimes it takes nerve and courage and inspiration to move forward in life. It requires, to fear not, requires a certain degree of faith and trust to move forward, to bring into manifestation the answer to the prayer, the solution to the problem. So, to release the fear, first of all, you want to isolate the fear or the doubt or the worry, and then 
once you know what you're feeling, I'm feeling afraid, then you can take some constructive action to resolve your fear, no matter how small a step that you take. You know, it, it and it and it it's not always you can't very often you can't see the whole picture. You can't see the solution, or you'd you'd work it. But it's trusting in God because infinite mind does have a complete view of the situation. And infinite mind, law of attraction, God as supply, doesn't perceive any of the physical limitations that we do. We're standing in front of a, a barrier, a Red Sea, an impossible situation, but that's not a barrier to God. And so one way to, to kind of move through your fear is what I say, what I, I invite you to do is take a step. And the way I take a step is I say this to myself, I have to be willing to be bad enough until I can get better. You know, I have to give myself permission to move forward, and take a step, realizing it's probably going to be messy. <laughs> you know, it's probably going to be messy, but I know I'm being guided. And here's the other visualization I like to get in my mind. When I take a step to move myself out of fear, if it's the wrong step, I'll know it very quickly. Now, how is that? I'll know it very quickly because there's no relief from the misery, the suffering, or the pain. I also It's like standing behind a pole and you can't move forward. And so, you take a step to the left and you can see your way forward. You take a step to the right and you can see your way forward. You try to step forward, you're just going to keep banging into the into the pole. So you have to be willing to take a step and realize it may not be the final step, it may not be the only step, but it's a step that will move you in a direction where then you can see the next step. You see. And then and and so we have to work with that. You can't and we can't make the mistake most beginners make and that's give up too soon. You so know. Do, you, do you believe most people just don't take that first step, that first little baby step? Well, I know myself, I can stay immobilized in fear for a very long time. I can get in bed and pull the covers over my head. <laughs> I've, I've, learned to, I've learned to get into bed, pull the covers over my head, and allow myself to feel my feelings, maybe for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. But then I very ceremoniously throw the covers back and stand <laughs> up on the side of that bed and say, I'm moving forward you know you can't wallow we can wallow and commiserate and be immobilized fear can is immobilizing and so that's why any step that you take any action you take no matter how small the step to to annihilate the fear to 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 see a different direction is the best thing you can do and and um you know, adverse experiences strengthen us. We know that, that God uses every person and every situation to bring us our heart's desire. I have one of my teachers in ministerial school, one of his favorite sayings, which is now one of mine, is everything and everyone is God in disguise. Mm. It's, just that, it's just that some of his disguises are better than others. <laughs> That's good. I love that. Yeah, so when we when we look at that impossible barrier, whether it's a person or a situation, it's God in disguise. And if we know that if we have fearless faith, you know, of spirit within, 
and we know that all barriers will vanish and all obstacles will disappear. We can work with affirmations, you know. Mountains are removed and every crooked place is made straight. Or we can say, I have perfect confidence in God and God has perfect confidence in me. Um, But that I am so afraid, you know, I am is God's name for us. It's God's name. I am is the name of the invisible reality of all that is. And it's also the name of our own indwelling spirit. And so we want to be very careful to not say, I am afraid, I'm so afraid, I am depressed, I am exhausted, I am not sure what to do, I am confused, I am so bummed, none of that. When we talk of hard luck and limited circumstances and lack and loss, we we set spiritual law into operation. We set the law of attraction into operation, and it brings us what we're affirming. That I am are the most powerful words we can speak, and anything that we attach our sense of I am to, we're creating in our life. You know, Jesus exactly. said, by, by your words you'll be justified, by your words you'll be condemned. So, You've heard a talk. You've heard a talk. And you know, something else in situations when people are like up against the Red Sea, they say, I'm so afraid and I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid and I don't know what to do. And you're so right on that when people say that they're really creating and calling in, I don't know what to do. They're calling in confusion and uncertainty and insecurity and all of that. You know, you've heard a talking smack. Well, I think with the law of attraction, you have to stop talking fear and lack. <laughs> you know, it's not about talking smack. It's about not talking lack. You can never become prosperous or successful as long as you're defiling the spirit of God within you. And when you say, I am something, and you attach it to something negative, you know, it, you're, you're creating that for your life. And, and by the same instance, when we attach our sense of I am to conform to words of truth, you know, when we say, I am loving, I am peaceful, I am successful, I am so happy, I'm surrounded by the light of God through which only good can penetrate. When we say those kinds of affirmations, I'm not afraid, I walk in the light of spirit and all my fear giants dwindle into nothingness. You know, there's nothing to oppose my success. I am one with God. I am one with my heart's desire. Those are all I am affirmations. I am harmonious, happy, healthy, divinely satisfied. And the law of attraction is, is you know, thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. Well, you know, as you were speaking those I am affirmations, I felt the power of them all the way over here in Atlanta. <laughs> I love Atlanta. <laughs> the energy of it, and I'm sure our listeners, you know, could feel and hear the same thing. Yes, yes. I like to think of when we speak our words, the power of our word um, is like an echo. You know, when you stand, I don't know if you've stood at a the Grand Canyon or somewhere, a canyon that has an echo, but whatever you, whatever words you shout out to the echo, it returns the call that's sent. The response is always the same as the call you shout out. And the gr- louder you shout, the greater the call comes back to you. So if you shout out poverty and you shout out illness and you shout out divorce and bankruptcy, that's what returns. But if you shout out love and perfect health and vibrant health and fitness and well-being and love, then that returns. So, so good. Wow. This is so good. And what else do listeners need to know, Cherie? 
Well, thank you. Um, uh, you know, I want to just say a few more words. When we drop our words of fear and doubt, we need to drop our words of fear and doubt and worry because they really are the coming attractions for our lives. You know, we have to be willing to speak just those words that we want to see take form in our life. I, Isaiah said it, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and it will succeed in the thing for which I sent. So, it's just the law of attraction said by Isaiah, you know. Mm. The second... The second part of the formula, Constance, is stand still. Now, we're just talking about fear, take a step, do some action, and now what? Stand still? (laughs) (laughs) And you want to train your mind to be strong in belief, in the belief that you can and will have an answer and a breakthrough. And as you think about the situation, what helps me is to say, to think of the solution and say, why not me? Others have overcome this. Why not me? Others have been cured from cancer. Others have found love again after divorce. Others have gotten their finances straightened out and turned around. Others have found a new job. Why not me? I'm not, you know, six billion or is it now seven billion people on the planet. I am not the only one, you know, that can't find a job or that can't find love. So why not me? And um, I, I love that idea that we pray to the Father in secret. And the Father hears in secret, but recompenses us openly. So, the word secret and the word sacred are from the same root. That which is secret is sacred, and that which is sacred has to be kept secret. It's not wise to talk about your desire or your demonstrations until it's really solidified in your mind and heart. Otherwise, you just talk about it, you just dissipate the energy. We're energy vibration people. And so stand still. You're collecting the energy, energy of the fulfillment of the, of the solution. If you're anxious and you feel like you just have to do something, then you want to ask yourself, am I taking this action out of fear and worry or out of inspiration and love? Am I acting out of a sense of desperation and worry rather than from a place of love? Because when you answer that question, It'll reveal your true feelings. And if you feel anxious, you want to stand still. Well, that's so good. And so that's so difficult to do when you when you feel like your back is against the wall. Mm-hmm. So, Cherie, when you say stand still, do you mean should they meditate? Should they just be quiet and silent so that they can receive the downloads from spirit? What would that look like? Yeah, that's it. You know, really... This three-part formula only has one part, and it's be still and know that I am God. I mean, it is getting turning within to that inner sanctuary, that inner reflection, that God presence, that universal Christ consciousness, that higher power, whatever you call it, Buddha, Allah, Krishna, higher power, Wankantan, it's all spirit. And it's just turning in and, and for a nanosecond mm. being still and allowing the universe only needs a nanosecond to be able to flood its power into your life, you know. And it, it, the universe and the Spirit of God always knows the fastest, most direct way to reach your goal. And so, if you turn within and have a moment of prayer, have a moment of quiet reflection, a moment of meditation, whatever, you, uh, you cannot thrive 
I believe you cannot thrive in life without some kind of spiritual practice. And by spiritual practice, I mean a few moments of quiet reflection, a few mo- whether you do prayer, meditation, you have inspirational reading and you look up from the book and you have a moment of quiet insight and intuition. And the more you can sprinkle your day with those kinds of insights, that's standing still. You've taken a step to release your fear and now God's handling it, so you're just, you're standing, you're just, every time you think about the problem, Emmett Fox says, you think about God instead. You Mm. think about love instead. You think about, you know, you just lift your mind, you take your hands off of it. I like to say in that step two, stand firm, is I take my problem and I place it on the altar of God and I let God alter it. So... So good. You know, Sheree, I just appreciate that uh, when you said God can speak to you, the universe can can penetrate your situation in a nanosecond because a lot of people say, I can't meditate, I can't do an hour of power. But when yeah. you say sprinkle that throughout your day, mm-hmm. listeners, listeners anywhere uh, around the world can do that. Right. You're standing in line at the checkout register for something and, you know, or you're stopped at a red light in your car or you're waiting to pick your children up from after school or whatever. And you have just those few moments. And rather than make the grocery list in your head or think about your to do list or um, put chapstick on your lips or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. just take a moment and just say, wait a minute. This is a gift. I've got these few seconds here, and I'm going to turn within and just open myself to the Spirit of God. You know, you and I did a little prayer before we started, and it was I used Charles Fillmore's invocation that was, I am now in the presence of pure being, immersed in the Holy Spirit of life, love, and wisdom. I acknowledge thy presence and power. That's enough. Just, I am now in the presence of pure being. If you just said that, just all of a sudden there's a moment and you're not doing anything. You don't have to be doing anything. You find yourself with a nanosecond free. That's enough for the universe to get in. And what happens then too, I think you find a sense of peace, you take a deep breath, and pretty soon you want more of that. Your body responds to by feeling a sense of relief, a sense of relaxation, a sense of peace. And then that that. 30 seconds turns into a minute and then after a while you find that you can do it for two minutes and again I'm not about being in a a guru in a cave and you know for six years of cross-legged meditation (laughs) but I but yeah I know I know who has time for that right but the more we can allow trust open and receive that there is something in us but not of us that is greater than us that loves us, and that will direct and heal and prosper everything that we do. And we can turn to that, and as Meister Eckhart said, just say, thank you, thank you, God. Then that's a real, that's, a, that's what I mean by fear not, stand still. Take that moment to, uh, to know that nothing uh, can defeat you and that and that God is your unfailing immediate supply of all good. That's so powerful. The last so powerful. part, okay. yeah, thank you. The last part is 
fear not, stand still, and then see the salvation of Jehovah, which he will work for you this day, which sounds very, very Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really, what it means is step three in the three-part formula is not our part. It belongs to God. There's a spiritual law of saving grace, and once you've released your fear, and I always say, as best you can. Yeah. It's not like you just got to walk away from never fear anything, because we don't we don't cultivate faith that way. It's little baby steps. So you release your fear as best you can. You stand firm in your faith by turning within, and then you let go and let God do it. Now, this does take faith. Some people feel they don't have strong enough faith, but Jesus said you only need the faith uh, of a tiny mustard seed, and we said faith without nerve is dead. It's not about a lot of faith. It's not about a big amount of faith. It's just reapplying it, like sunscreen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Every two hours, you just put some more faith on it, you know. Um, In the story of Moses, you'll remember two things. One that Moses asked to be, you know, for Pharaoh to let them go, and Pharaoh said yes, and then reneged, and and plagues came, you know. And so when we're trying to make an overcoming, sometimes we don't do it with just one try. Sometimes it takes a plague or two or four or ten (laughs) before we succeed. But Moses, that inspiration in us that's leading us to the promised land, to a better way of life, keeps applying, keeps asking Pharaoh, keeps repeating. That's why I say faith without nerve is dead. It doesn't take a lot of faith or a great amount of faith. It takes applied faith. And once we do that, we just stand still and let God do it. And and what uh, the end of the line that I haven't shared in the Moses story yet is after Moses raised his hand over the sea and said, fear, fear not, stand still and see the salvation of Jehovah, which he will work for you this day, today, not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, not next year, which he will work for you today, which God will work, which the law of attraction will draw into your life today. Then he says, for the Egyptians whom you see today, you will never see again. You shall hold your faith and God will take care of it. So the Egyptians, remember, are the negative thoughts. So stand still, fear not, stand still and watch what God can do because this problem, you're never going to see it again. You're never going to see it again. If you've done your work in consciousness, you're never going to see it again. And it's like, it's like I, I love the idea, it's like holding a muscle in a tight stretch. You know, when you first do that, it can feel awkward and uncomfortable and even a bit painful. But eventually the muscle relaxes into the stretch. So we have to be willing to stand still and watch and get past the ache of the problem and st- past the trembling and the fear and the uncomfortableness and stretch our faith into trusting that God is at work in our lives and that God will take care of it. The law of attraction, the universe will bring to us all that we need if we give them that, give the universe that nanosecond of time to get into our lives. Wow. This is so powerful, Sheree. I love. Thank you. Uh, and, and it's so it's so simple and, and it's something that people can practice and begin to implement into their lives. 
Right. And it's an easy thing to remember. You know, fear not. There's three parts. Fear not. Use your nerve. Stand still. Keep a high-mindedness. Keep your thoughts positive. If you're if you're deeply spiritual, keep yourself in a state, you know, in a prayer as often as possible. And then the last part is not yours to do. See the salvation which God will work for you this day. You watch for the miraculous activity of spirit ever present to help you. And that's where um, spiritual law, spirit steps in and brings the fulfillment in the most perfect way, in the divine way, in the right time, with the right people, for the right solution. So give me an example in your own life or somebody who you have helped who used these three uh, principles where they, you know, they feared not and then they stood yeah. still. Give us yeah. an example of what that would look like, maybe in your life or someone that you know. Sure. I can tell you um, when I was divorced, I was I, I married a I married a wonderful man Um a very wealthy man, and we were living the high life, you know, the yacht, the motorhome, the fabulous trips, all of that. And when we divorced, I moved out of the big mansion. And, oh, no, um, the big mansion is gone. <laughs> yeah, the, I moved out of the big mansion, and that's when I moved to Kansas City to – I didn't apply to ministerial school. That's where the world headquarters is. But I decided I would move to Kansas City and immerse myself in unity and in spiritual work. So – I called ahead and and got the name of a person that would rent a room in her two-bedroom apartment. And I rented that room, sight unseen. I packed up my things and left them uh, in California. And I flew across country with two suitcases and my golf clubs. And I UPSed two boxes of stuff, clothing, because it was October. So it was either going to be summer weather or winter weather. So I UPSed two boxes of clothing to my new location. And I arrived. And I got to that apartment. And I had a little 10-foot by 10-foot bedroom with a bathroom across the hall, with a little single bed, with a little tiny single closet. I rented a car. I had a little tiny single parking place out front. And I sat on that bed, Constance, and I said, how did I get here, God? I mean, from the mansion to the 10-foot by 10-foot bedroom. And I thought, and I knew no one in Kansas. I knew two people in Kansas City when I moved there. So it felt very alone, very isolating, very starting over. And, you know, if you've been divorced, you kind of go, I hate that part where I have to start over again. I have to start all over again. I thought I was done. I thought I was, that part of my life was settled, you know. Anyway, so I sat on that bed and I went, what, God, what? And, um, you know, was, I felt I was heartbroken over the loss of the marriage. I was sad and all of that. But I told myself, you know, fear not, Cherie. Don't be afraid to step out. And I made the move across country. And then I um, stand still so I would do my, my prayer work. But, I mean, I, I it didn't work out to live in that place. I needed to find a place to live. And so I kept praying for my right place. And I there was this particular neighborhood that I loved and I went over there to drive to see if there was anything I could rent, any apartment. They didn't have anything for rent. I stopped in a real estate office, and this gal said, well, there are no rentals here, but there's this little condo that's for sale. And and I went to look at it, and um, the woman had already moved out to Florida, so it was vacant. She was nervous about leaving it vacant, mm-hmm. so I bought it, and uh, I was able to buy it. And she let me in immediately with no rent. 
she said, I just want somebody in there. You can move in. So I was able to move my stuff from California and move into that little condo, which I bought. I ultimately bought. And then, um, and then I got a job and then things started to unfold. Well, not only did I get a job, but I got a job that one day these two men walked through my office and said, uh, I was working for International Youth of Unity with the teens in service to youth. And um, they said, we'd like to make that program more international. And would you be willing to fly around the world if we paid you to fly around the world and, and work with youth in this project? I said, I could do that. And when I took that job, I'd taken a believe it or not, a 70% pay cut from my salary in California to take that job. And now, from 30,000 feet above in a plane, flying to Madrid and Amsterdam and Russia and Costa Rica and all of those places, my, my job didn't look so bad. Um, and then years later, I was ex- then I went to ministerial school, and when all was said and done, um, the condo appreciated more than 50000 when I sold it and moved to Nashville. These men flew me around the world with doing youth work for five years, all expenses paid. Everything that I left behind was restored to me in a way that was beautiful and divine. So fear not. I let go of the fear. I stood firm that I was being guided, that God was in my life. I couldn't see the way ahead. I couldn't see the outcome, but I was willing to keep moving forward. And then I let God do the rest. And lots of other miraculous things happened during that time. Um, my, I started ministerial school and a church in California that I had never attended chooses a student minister to support. And so they sent me a check one day at the school that said, here's a little tithe offering. We'll try to do something every month. And they ended up paying all doing something every month and paying all of my tuition and all my living expenses the two years I was in ministerial school. So not only was when I wasn't flying around the world, my way was being paid through ministerial school. So you just, you cannot know, and your your listeners know with the law of attraction, you just, the universe knows what's best for your life. And, and when we resist is when we get into trouble. And I, I didn't want the divorce. I was heartbroken. It was very difficult to move through the sadness. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. But overarching all of that was the love of spirit. Oh, wow, that's so powerful. Wow. We have five minutes. Sure. Huh? I, I want you to tell people exactly five minutes about your beautiful website, and oh, how, okay. how they can reach you, what services you have available, what's your contact information, etc. Well, thank you, Constance. Mm-hmm. Um, my website is sherielarkin.com. And as we said, it's like the song by Stevie Wonder, My Sharia Moore. But right. people can't, can't spell it. It's the French way. And it, I always think of the singer Cher, C-H-E-R. It's a C, not an S. C-H-E-R-I-E, Cherie. Larkin, L-A-R-K-I-N dot com. You can also Google Spiritual Growth Studio, or you can put in spiritualgrowthstudio.com. And my, my vision is to do internet ministry, to offer its video and audio lessons online. You can subscribe for $29.95 a month, which is just a little over $5 a week. Mm-hmm. And you, get, you can go in and binge watch um, video lessons, audio lessons. There are meditations, prayers. And then once a month, I release a new lesson. I put a 
a blog post with it. So for those who like to read and drill down and study, that's with it. I also do a, an online meetup group facilitation of the lesson that lesson once a month. And then we, I'm, I am in the process now of creating my private Facebook group, Spiritual Growth Studio. So you really get, for $29.95 a month, you get to binge watch. There's over 60 videos and audios in the studio. Think of it like going into a yoga studio, you know, and you can just avail yourself to everything that's in there. And then there's a new release every month for your ongoing spiritual growth that we really drill down on that lesson. I also on my website at sherielarkin.com have a shop page, a store page, and there's some self-contained courses in there. I have Five Fast Ways to Build Abundance, which is a, um, a video series that you can buy. I think it's I think it's $59, and I have a little Prosperity Proficiencies for You four-part video series that's just $19.95, and so there's lots of ways that we can connect. If you go to my website, sherielarkin.com, there's also uh, there's three free videos you can watch there to kind of sample you know, the smorgasbord of teachings, and there's two ways we can get started working together. I have a, a, a spiritual... Um, Enlightening Moments Facebook group that you can be a part of, and you can sign up to receive my weekly blog posts, and both of those things are free. So there's free content, there's paid content. To to if you're looking for your tribe, you're spiritual, not religious, but you want, but you are spiritual, and you want some of this nourishment and the feeding of these teachings. That's what I hope to give to the world. Powerful. So, Cherie, say a prayer over us before we go off the air, and uh, then um, I'm going to say bye to the audience. Go ahead. All right. All right. Well, let's just take a moment and use that invocation. Turn within. I am now in the presence of pure being. We are now in the presence of pure being, immersed in the Holy Spirit of life, love, and wisdom. We acknowledge that presence, thy presence and power, O blessed spirit. And right now, no matter what you're facing, you can know that God is with you, God is within you, God is guiding you, directing you, prospering you, healing you. We bless Constance and her wonderful ministry. We bless each one of you and your lives with faith, hope, love, trust, life, health, and abundance. And we affirm it in the name and the nature of the living Spirit of God. And so it is. Amen. Amen. And so it is, everybody. Make it a great week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.